I know, I know, we're a gun show that's dedicated to safe, responsible ownership of firearms. We discuss new products, training tips, and oftentimes, oh, here it is, political topics surrounding your right to bear arms. But all too often these days, the right to bear arms is intertwined with freedoms, with our right to live in a civilized society with protections against thugs and those wanting to hurt us. The dynamics of our society, though, has changed, and I guess so has our show's focus on times. If you listen to politicians and certainly to much of the media, our heroes are no longer those who put their lives on the line every day, but rather the thug who taunts us, the criminals who threaten us, and the woke individual who criticizes us when we're forced to protect ourselves or others, almost always as a direct result of their own actions. We must start pushing back on the narrative, <clears throat> a false narrative based on emotion and certainly anything but fact. We've become too awoke in our lives, too scared to offend, too afraid to tell it like it is. But we need to all begin to hold up the facts, hold them high, even if it hurts someone's feelings or makes us uncomfortable. We need to deliver clarity to the next generation. We owe it to them. We owe it to save our souls and to save the souls of this country. We cannot let the evildoers resonate us amongst us any longer. Because if we do, we are all in for years of violence like we've never seen. Last Sunday, in the Columbus Dispatch, who I should remind you publicly last year stated they are no longer going to report on things that they did not think was important. They would play down crimes and become more empathetic towards criminals. So last Sunday, the Dispatch had a guest opinion writer named Rashawn Ray, who published a piece entitled, The Scary Stats About Black Men and Police. The picture that went along with the story was of Casey Goodson Jr., who was shot and killed by Franklin County Deputy Meade after pointing a gun at passerbys while driving. The story begins by Mr. Ray emphatically elevating Goodson as an example of yet another black man minding his own business when suddenly, without provocation, he was killed by police. Ironically, Mr. Ray goes on to describe Mr. Goodson as a lawful gun owner and CCW holder, yet he fails to mention that Goodson had illegal substances in his blood at the time of death. The picture used in the story, well, was of Mr. Goodson holding something in such a manner that is oftentimes synonymous with smoking marijuana. Casey Goodson was no longer a lawful gun owner or lawful CCW holder when he chose to be an illicit user of drugs. But Mr. Ray did not report that fact. The article goes on to list some, well, not-so-true statements, or as we like to say in the business, lies by omissions. Mr. Ray, you are welcome to your opinion, and myself and any sworn officer will fight for you to be able to express those opinions, no matter how outrageous, no matter how defamatory it may be to myself and others. We are sworn to ensure you will always have that right. But, sir, you are welcome to your opinion, but you are not welcome to your own set of facts. This week, myself and a few close friends sat down and compiled some local statistics to help Mr. Ray and others with some clarity on their false assertions that they push as truths. Mr. Ray, in your piece, you stated, and I quote, the problem is that Casey Goodson Jr. was not the dangerous suspect that Deputy Meade and the task force were looking for that day. You're absolutely correct. Mr. Goodson was not the target of the task force, but that does not preclude a sworn officer from acting 
when a crime is committed in his or her presence. Your assertion otherwise has nothing to do with the validity of the shooting. A classic divergent tactic that many like yourself have mastered in past years, avoidance of any personal responsibility seems to be the motives. You go on to say Goodson, a 23-year-old black man, was found dead in the doorway of his home, keys in the lock, subway sandwich in his hand for his brother and grandmother. But Mr. Ray, again, you pass along lies by omissions. You started out trying to be factual until it didn't fit the narrative. It has been reported there were keys present, a bag from Subway, but oh, you missed the gun found on the ground beside him. Wow, seems like an important detail to us. Mr. Ray, you said Mr. Goodson was armed at the time, but made the point that he was not under investigations for any crime. Again, Mr. Ray, you almost have the facts straight. You're close. That's great, you know, in horseshoes and hand grenades, as they say, but you keep missing some big ones. Mr. Goodson was actually being pursued and investigated by Deputy Meade because Goodson was seen pointing a firearm at Pastor Cars as he drove his vehicle that day, actually pointing it at the deputy as well. A crime that Deputy would have probably charged him for that day if he would have complied with his orders to stop and drop the gun. Facts, well, they matter. Mr. Ray ends his assessment of this case by saying, Deputy Meade, who I remind you, is a 17-year veteran of the force, highly trained and decorated, I might add. He writes, Deputy Meade claims Goodson was brandishing a firearm at the time, but community members, who of course weren't present during the incident, community members said Deputy Meade was unjustified when he defended himself, and that is what gets printed as fact. We're not here to pass judgment on Casey Goodson Jr. He may well have been an upstanding individual, bright future ahead. But on that day, it appears from all the reports, he made a series of bad decisions. And that unfortunately cost him his life. A loss of young life that we should all mourn. Mr. Ray goes on to make broad statements including, white people are more than three times less likely to be killed by cops than black people. Every week, a police officer kills someone during a traffic stop who does not have a weapon or is not under investigation. Or how about this revelation? One in every 1,000 black men can be expected to die at the hands of police. Wow. How does someone who is so ignorant get such a platform to spread it to others? It's happening, though, all across America in 2022. Mr. Ray, you can have your own opinion, but, sir, you do not have the right to make up your own facts. Let us help you with some of these facts. Over the past six years in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus police officers have documented four million encounters with the public. Four million. During that time period, 24 armed and threatening black suspects documented, and oftentimes on video, 24 armed and threatening black suspects were shot and killed by officers. During that time, one individual was shot and killed that was not armed, but perceived to be armed, and a jury will hear that case later this year. Mr. Ray, there's a hockey analogy I use at the store all the time. The more shots on the goal, the more of a chance one will get through. The more white people committing violent crimes, the more of a chance they will be injured by law enforcement while in the commission of those crimes. The more Asian Americans stealing cards and shooting people, the greater a chance they will be injured or killed by law enforcement while committing those crimes. The more Italians murdering the innocent in our society, 
Statistically speaking, they stand a higher chance of being injured at the hands of law enforcement versus the law-abiding citizen. The more black and Hispanic men routinely committing violent crimes across our city, the more of chance they will be have forced used against them by police officers while in the commission of those crimes. The chance of injury or death by any of these populations increased dramatically when they do not comply and when they threaten violence when invariably being arrested. Just listen to the 2021 stats for murders and shootings in Columbus. Statistics we compiled this week and verified with the Columbus Police Press releases. Last year in Columbus, Ohio, listen to this. Last year, there were 204 murders in Columbus. 83% of them were men. 79% of them were black. 86% of known suspects last year were men. 86% of known suspects in these murders were men. 89% were black. There were hundreds of felonious assaults with firearms in 2021 in Columbus. 85% of those victims were black. 91% of known assailants were identified as black as well. Similar stats played out across our entire country. And it does not take high intelligence to see that this population had a higher chance of being shot or killed by law enforcement when they have chosen to commit these crimes and when they threaten officers. That segment of our society at the moment simply has too many shots on the goal. None of us should celebrate these stats, but Mr. Ray, they are the facts today. And for those communities living this hell, these numbers are horrible, but we must fight hard for the majority of good people in these crime-ridden areas, like our law enforcement does every day. We need to turn it around together, but you must commit to something first, an intellectually honest discussion before progress can be made. I leave you with one final fact to contemplate regarding your criticisms of those who protect us. When you study when an officer is forced to fire his or her weapon, when you study when a life is lost at the hands of law enforcement, look at how many times the person wounded or the person killed by an officer was confronted during the commission of a crime, breaking laws, threatening bodily harm, acting out of violence. Look at how many times, and maybe, just maybe, you should start preaching how to live a respectable, upstanding, law-abiding, self-respecting life that takes responsibility for one's actions. And just maybe, we won't be destined to a repeat in 2022 in our city. Push back on the narrative. We all must commit to push back on these false narratives. Live from LAPD Firearms Range and Training Facility, this is On Target, the latest from the firearms industry, the products and politics that affect your hobby and liberty. This program may not be politically correct, but it is On Target. Now, your host, Eric Delbert. Good afternoon. Welcome to On Target. We're broadcasting live from the studios of LAPD Firearms Range and Training Facility. I'm your host, Eric, joined today with a slew of my fellow uh, comrades here sitting at the desk. Hi, guess. Never been a slew before. I don't know. I just made that I guess up. I am today. Okay. Yep. You know it's cold out there. What slew with you? Huh? What slew with you? <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you what slew with us today. And, and I'm going to lead up to something about next week already, Chuck. Not to pass by this week, but today is our 350th time we've had this show. Nice. What? Three. 
350 times. Thank you. And wow. out of that, nice. out of that, I think, and I'm just going from memory here, I think two times, maybe three times, I wasn't standing right here pushing the buttons. And guess what next week is? You're going to celebrate that <coughs> milestone by not being here and pushing buttons. That's right. And who is? Chuck Douglas will be pushing my buttons next week. Chuck's good at pushing buttons. He pushes my buttons every time I see him, so I figure I should return the favor. <laughs> well, guys, we are the owners of LAPD Firearms Range and Training Facility our active law enforcement. But for one hour on Saturdays, we put together a group of firearm experts to discuss new products in the market, training tips, and oftentimes political topics surrounding the Second Amendment. Our commitment, though, has always been to bring facts about our industry and ultimately help customers and uh, listeners with safe, responsible ownership of firearms. Today on the show, I actually have mixed emotions because it's one of my favorite shows where we talk about new products that just came out at the SHOT Show. But then I think, Ed, man, we should have been there. Yeah, well, we were supposed to be there. I know. We've said this every year for the last seven years. It was going to be a guy's trip. I know. I know. One of these days, we will make it uh, to the SHOT Show. But... Nonetheless, today we're going to talk about some of the products that came out. And I already, I already have two or three things I want. How bad is that? That's bad. I know. That's normal. I know it. But that is going to be coming up at 1230, and JC has a lot of those for us. He's going to also get us caught up on some news uh, before that. Um, I can't even say good news, but it is news nonetheless, right? And then, let's see... Um, no time for Gun of the Week this week, but we always still like to thank our sponsors, TTG Technologies, Jackson Egress Windows, Blackwing Shooting Center, River's Edge Cutlery, and CNF's Engraving, all who make the show possible each week. Joining me today in the LEPD studios, JC's on the line with us. How are you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing fine. It's good to see you guys, if I could see you. But, That's right. uh, yeah, it's, it's always good. Hey, I just want to uh, congratulate you on that opening. I'll, I'll, you know, why isn't that published out there? People really need to know that. And as you know, Eric, as I've always said, you know, if black lives matter, how come they don't apparently matter to blacks? Uh, it's just this, this percentage of homicides and shootings. And yet their society's surprised, like, oh, my goodness, another, you know, minority. You said 20 Four have been shot and killed. All were armed, but the one over six years. So over um, with four million encounters with law enforcement. It's it's just uh, people really need to know that. So uh, that narrative that they're putting forth on the other side is just just just, just bad. The people that so, need to know that won't listen to exactly. it. That's, That's the problem. problem. I was just going to say, we're not going to listen. I think we 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 more people are good people out there, and we just need to. To have them hear it, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Good job, though. Thanks, uh, JC. JC, I want to talk to you. I don't want Ed to listen here for a second, but <laughs> did you hear Ed's gun of the week last week? The darn thing sold before we were off air. Yeah. He, he <laughs> gets the probationary salesman of the month award. Oh, come, what do you mean? That that is. What is this probationary stuff? <laughs> Ed, that was a good sell. That was, and I, thanks to the customer uh, who, who called had, in. Yep. I think you had another one go out today, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so I, I don't know. I've been well, in the Well, you know back. what? I can find out. The, yep. the, uh, the nice person that asked about a gun, a good concealable starter gun last week, and I told him to buy the 38 mm -hmm. Model 36. If you're out there listening today, let me know if you're the one that came in and bought one. I'd be curious. So I can get off probation. My father and Gunner fell sits to my left. Uh, sits to my left. You already covered and saw us in his second change of clothes, and we're barely at noon today. Right. Oh, you changed I don't see already. Any no, I took off my coat. 
Mr. Chuck Douglas says to my right, Chuck, you're lucky we're running out of time because I was going to hit you up this week. I heard you agreed with the mayor. What? Yeah, but you never know. I mean, was he sincere when he said it or not? Right. Uh, the, the whole gist was just the fact that we need our kids in schools. And this, this mobile learning crap is, is crap at this point. They've got to be in schools. They're safe in schools. And that's where they need to be. He agreed with the superintendent. And oddly, I agreed with him. Now, whether he was sincere or not, or if it's a political thing, is beyond yeah. me. But that's okay. That's what we need. I, I don't mind agreeing with him if he's saying something positive. And it's, I mean, that, there's, that's how it should be. Yeah. Hey, I will tell you, though, listen to your show Monday. Loved it. And I am with you. I thought I was the only one who gets all uptight about these kids not enunciating the T's. Mm. Not Ed. just kids, everybody. It's on commercials. News d- anchors don't say T anymore. Oh. New York I- is not on the island of Manhattan. I mean, come on. <laughs> An announcement is not important. Where is the letter T? It's disappearing from Chuck, the English language. I listened language. to a commercial coming in today in the same thing. You know, this is real important. I'm like, what? Ah, anyways, so guys, we're going to jump to a break. When we come back, we're going to get to some news from JC. And then uh, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about some new guns that are out there that just got announced this week. We're on Target Broadcasting Live from the studios of LEPD Firearms Range. We'll be right back after the break. I'm not going to take it. Chuck, we need to hang out more. I mean, we listen. Our playlists are the same. Who was that? Popo, who was that? I'll give you a dollar, a, a nice crisp dollar right now if you tell me who sings that. He doesn't know. Uh, yes, I do. Who? Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty then. Uh, okay. Sister. How about... Um, and I, I tell you, by the way, the guy who was singing lead for that crazy band, Twisted Sister, his name's D. Snyder, has one hell of a podcast. Really? Are you serious? Yes. Nowadays? Yes. You would be surprised at what that man has to say, not what you would expect. Wow. Hey, uh, before we get to news, Chuck, uh, um, uh, Ed, uh, right? Yeah, that's my that's name. Yeah. Yeah, hey, no, no. at the very bottom there, Ed, read the Chicago update Chicago, because it kind of was uh, surprising. Year to date, Chicago, 163 people shot. 163 in three weeks into the new year. 31 homicides. This week, and 57 people shot in nine homicides. There has actually been two officer-involved shootings this year. Ambush is on the rise all over the country, not just in Chicago. Right. To New York, to Ohio, Florida, Georgia, everywhere. It's People are starting to take their frustrations out on the police again because we are the bad people. It's crazy. I hate to look at the math on this, but you know what? Look, three weeks in. 22 days, actually. Okay. Well, so, yeah, seven times three, 21, 22 days. So 163 shot in 31 homicides in that three weeks. Then this week, 57 shot, nine homicides. That's almost identical week to week to week. It's like the same number of people being shot yeah. and the same percentage being killed in those shootings. That's just odd. Yeah, I know. It just seemed odd to me that was. I know, but they're gonna they're going to uh, make sure that they surpass this year, like they did last year. At Jeez. the end, when we start over again, yep. you'll see a rise come towards the end of the year again, Chuck. I tell you, and it's not just in Chicago, but Chicago we pick on them because they are so off the hook, so off the hook. 
on on anti gun legislation yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is supposed to be one of the toughest places to be able to have a gun. Right. And speaking about off the hook, smart guns. You know, we talked about that last week. Oh yeah. You know, these smart guns are gonna, you know, be able to read your fingerprint. JC, tell us a little bit. How did how did the smart gun uh, the test go this week? Oh, he must have had to go to the bathroom. Uh, are you there, JC? I'm loading my smart gun. Hang on. The one we talked about last week was from Lodestar Works. And if you remember, they had three different ways you could activate this smart gun. You had to either, I mean, you could either use a fingerprint scanner built into it, or a uh, physically you can use a pin pad on the side of the gun on the grip, or you can digitally um, activate it with your smartphone app. Well, so they had a, uh, a demonstration for the shareholders, I mean, uh, for this uh, company. And, uh, well, it failed fire more than one round while during the demonstration. You can watch the video. Um, The uh, gentleman picks it up, pins it on its side, punches in the code to activate it, then points it, fires it, goes off, then he goes to fire it again, click, click, and it became inoperable. So there you go, stockholders uh, or investors. uh, Knock yourself out. But then there's another article I didn't tell you about, uh, Eric, where they found out that they can easily hack uh, into the, uh, the <laughs> app. Of- really? So, yeah, surprise, they, they, surprise. They, they, so, you talk- so there you go. Oh, so right. so, the, so the, the, the people are finally going to get that away, that gun that's going to sit there, and someone's going to hack it and fire it remotely. Yeah. And they're going to say, yeah, look at that. It went it, off it, by itself. It went off by itself, just like they've yes. claimed for years. JC, what about uh, – there's some horrible news out of California. I, I just can't right. believe this. Well, is there any good news out of California? Um, I mean, uh, it's horrible. Uh, I'm so sorry that uh, Gavin Newsom uh, did, you know, survived the recall. Uh, he shouldn't have, but he did. Uh, well, he signed into law in September Assembly Bill 173, which amended the state's firearms law. And to do what? To allow California to turn over gun owners in California, millions of them, gun owners' personal information to gun violent researchers so uh, uh immediately it was challenged with a constitutional challenge but the judge larry allen burns who's a federal judge on wednesday declined to block the constitutional challenge so what does this law do uh this law allows the attorney general to release this data and it's going to start out by releasing it to the California Firearms Violence Research Center at the University of California Davis campus. So it's going to go to a university. So who's doing this research? Probably students who are out there doing research on gun violence. And do you think anybody in any university would be against guns? Uh, I would think there would be plenty of students that would be interested in the research. But it also can be released to any whatever a bona fide research institution across the nation. So any college that has a violence research program can access this. So what what does this information give? For every single gun owner in California, it gives their name, their address, and their age. And if you're a CCW holder, it gives your Social Security number, your driver's license number, your occupation, your address, your weight, your height, and the reason you want to carry the, the weapon. So, hey, J.C. For someone who's trying to, to – your ex, ex is trying to kill you and threatens it. You get a CCW to protect yourself. Well, now somebody somewhere can find out where you live, what you have, 
What's going on? And he, wow, this is this is just absolutely crazy for everyone who lives in California. Owns a gun. Wow, JC. Well, let's uh, continue that when we come back. We got to jump to the news real quick. We'll finish that thought and also get to 2022 items from the shot show. We're on target broadcasting live from the studios of LEPD Firearms and Range. We'll be right back after the break. Live from LEPD Firearms Range and Training Facility, this is On Target, the latest from the firearms industry, the products and politics that affect your hobby and liberty. This program may not be politically correct, but it is On Target. Now, your host, Eric Delbert. Welcome back to On Target. I'm your host, Eric. Joined today in the LEPD studios, JC is on the line with us. I have Big Ed sits to my right. Mr. Chuck Douglas sits shoulder to shoulder with me, and my father, co-owner Phil, sits to my left as we were going into break. And JC, I know you can't uh, chime in. I don't know if you hear us, our discussion during break, but that California no, law is horrible. It's it's insane. It's just insane. Uh, but everything in California seems to be insane, which is why people are yeah, leaving. Yeah, but this is over the this is over the top insane. No. To give out socials uh, and dates of birth and names. Yeah, wait, height. I mean, my uh, God. Yeah, I think have, that's going to go have... to a higher court, I would think. Well, yeah, it might be too late by then, though, is my point. If they've already passed the law, they're probably still doing it now. They Darren, need... uh, Darren says the gun is his. Oh, oh really? Okay. All right. Uh, they need an injunction on that uh, before they release it and then come back and say, oh, we shouldn't have released it. So let's talk about fun stuff. Let's talk about firearms. Hey, guys. Hey, let's talk novel? about guns. Yes. SHOT Show, which is one of the premier places each year where uh, distributors and stores and all kinds of people in the industry go. And it's where the manufacturers release their new products for the year. And you're taking for the year. We are. I, well, I'll say it right here on air, Ed. And it's, it's really been neat over the years. It's, it's supposed to be just a magnificent display of sporting goods and everything. It's in Vegas, and, and um, we, we, we really need to get out there. But yeah, baby, I got know. a friend that's there this year. He, he, said, he said he's already looked at all the displays, and you need to pack a lunch just to get through all of the, oh, the definitely stuff they said, to look at. They said it's just incredible. But um, it's in Vegas, Chuck. Yeah. That's but true. it's in Vegas. Yeah. So we thought we would pick out uh, some of the things that, that caught our eye, and, and John's been reading. I think he stayed up all night reading uh, stuff. No, uh, not John. Only, only until 4 <laughs> this morning. So, so, JC, tell us what we are going to need that is just being released at the SHOT Show this week. Well, just, there is so much stuff out there, uh, and we'll continue next week with some of the things. But, but just on the firearms, some of the highlights, um, and there's so many. But Smith & Wesson, now remember, Smith & Wesson just announced uh, the new CSX single-action 9mm carry pistol that we that talked about a couple of weeks ago. And then last week we talked about their uh, new uh, Shield Plus and Shield EZ in this new 30 Super Carry caliber. That's getting a lot of press. A lot of the ammo makers are really saying, hey, here's what it is, here's what it does. And it looks really, really impressive. Uh, on paper, but that's not part of the shot show. What they released at the shot show, uh, now just a week after all that stuff, their MP series of ARs, which are very popular, it's uh, one of our main sellers, but now they have a brand new MP Volunteer series. That's the name of, that's what they're calling their, their new ARs. There are two lines in the Volunteer series, the Volunteer XV and the XV Pro. Uh, each of the lines have three rifles, so there's six new rifles out there. Um, and uh, some of the features will stay the same with all six rifles. For example, they all will have now a mil-spec flat face trigger, which looks pretty cool. 
they'll come with this. Uh, I know that a lot of the guys uh, really like the B5 uh, stock systems that are out there. That's the name of the company, the B5 system. Uh, so they'll have B5 stocks and the B5 pistol grips, and they'll all have chrome-lined firing pins. So chrome, I said lined, chrome firing pins. Uh, the XB model, which is the lower one, uh, they'll all come with 16-inch barrels and have the BCM gunfighter handguards, and they'll come optics ready, and they're just three different lo- trim levels of what, what you would want on those. And then the Pro Series, the Volunteer Pro Series, will all have free-floated barrels, and they'll come with either a 14-and-a-half-inch or a 16- or a 20-inch barrel, and all of those will come with a uh, the Raptor LT ambidextrous charging handles and and the uh, B5, they up the stock to the um, these SOP mod stocks and, and muzzle brakes. But, again, just on the heels of a week or so ago, they had these two new announcements, and, and now Smith has uh, come out with this. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing those. They're all priced very reasonably, and it uh, looks like just an upgrade over their regular uh, M&P sports models that they had. No new so, revolvers, uh, though? Dad wants to know if there's any new revolvers from Smith & Wesson. Well, here we go. Okay. Concealed carry rules the day at the show. I mean, everybody and their brother has something. Well, Taurus has just come out with two new concealed carry revolvers. Uh, one's called the Taurus 327, which is a six-shot 327 Federal Mag. And it, it, this is a, a cartridge. If you look at it, it is really just an incredible cartridge. It's just a little bit harder to find because they, you know, not that many people have these, but it's out there. And it's a great self-defense, less recoil, but it's, it brings it up close to a 357 Magnum with less recoil. And it's a six-shot revolver, not a five. Now, they either come with a two- or three-inch barrel. And then another CCW revolver they came out with is the Taurus Defender, which is a five-shot 357 um, revolver that comes with a three-inch barrel, but also has a factory-installed night sight. So it's got a, a big orange outline tritium dot on the front of there. So... For those uh, into the the revolvers, there's two new ones from Taurus. So, uh, uh, other really big news, I think we're going to be talking about this, Keltec. Um, Keltec introduced one new firearm and a new kit to make one of their pistols into a carbine. Uh, and it, this is really getting a lot of uh, a lot of excitement out there. The, the pistol they came out with, Eric, is called the, the P-15 pistol. And the P-15 is the smallest, lightest, 15-round, 9-millimeter uh, pistol available. The smallest, lightest, 15-round uh, pistol. It's their first striker-fired pistol. And you and I talked about that. We thought, oh, really? They haven't made a striker-fired anything by now? Well, this is the first one. So the pistol, the P-15, can have, uh, be had either in a polymer, which is probably what makes it the lightest, or it could be an aluminum frame, and they're releasing both at the same time. So you get aluminum frame or a polymer P15, and both of those come with um, uh, a sight combo, the tritium and fiber optic night sight combo. So for the day, you've got the fiber optic out there, that little uh, Deglo kind of pipe that uh, you can look down, and at nighttime you have the tritium all on the gun. Uh, this is the way it's shipped. Plus, it's also got the optic-ready rear slide. For those who want to put a red dot on there, um, and it has a grip safety. Um, I did not see the um, I did not see a safety on uh, the gun outside of the grip safety, which I kind of like. Uh, also, 
comes with a 15-round magazine, which uh, that's why it's called the P-15, but they also include um, flush mount 12-round mags, comes with a gun. And as you and I talked, and you got kind of excited about this, this is kind of an upgrade for the very first compact nine that was ever out there. And people kind of forget about it, but the granddaddy of Mall was the Keltec P11. And how many years has that been out, Eric? Um, John, and I'll tell you what, for those who don't know the P11, it probably has about the footprint of a shield. And it was a double stack. And the beauty of it at the time, so we're talking mid-90s, the beauty yeah. of it is the magazine, and I don't think they advertised this initially, the magazine for it <clears throat> was also the same magazine that fit the Smith & Wesson 59 series of, like, duty guns. So there were a lot wow. of officers who were carrying this as a backup, extremely light. And then that's about the time I kind of got in um, and, you know, had a liking for Caltech. Paul, Paul, do you remember this? The, the thing with the P11 that was really neat is that it came in a 9, but you could buy a 40 caliber barrel for it at the time. You could also buy a 357 SIG barrel for it. And so the trifecta at the time was to have this with all three barrels, and I might have one at home, I'm just saying, but Whoa. shooting the 357 SIG, John, out of that lightweight gun <laughs> was a handful. You better get somebody backing you up, Eric. Yes. So, so, so to see this P-15 coming out, and I'll tell you what, when you go out there and look at the pictures, if you just Google Keltec and P-15, that aluminum one with the wood grips, Paul Paul, I want one. Well, the wood grips attracts me, obviously. But now, you know, I used to own a P11. And a PF9. And a PF9. And uh, and I still, I mean, I would, if someone, if you bought me one, let's say, for Christmas. Right. I would take it. Yep. I would take it. Yep. Well, I always. I hope you saved some of those magazines because when they designed, George Calgary of Telcac, when he designed this gun, uh, which is kind of a, I guess you'd take kind of an upgrade from the P11. It will still use the 12-round P11 mags. So uh, if you have any of those mags left from your, uh, your P11, uh, if you upgrade to, the, to the, the P15, it will take those 12-round magazines. So that's pretty cool. That's You know, Caltech always does a great job. I mean, every year, honestly, they're one of the ones I'm most excited about to see what they come out with because they're always coming out with, with creative ideas. Uh, they were know? always, or they had been trying to get into the law enforcement yeah. uh, segment, but that, that kind of dropped off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they talk about it as much, but there's certainly yeah. a lot of officers out there carrying the little P3ATs in oh, their pocket yeah. And, yeah. and so forth. So, yeah, so that's good, JC. We're excited well, to see what Caltech the has. The other news. The other news is this kit. Now, I don't know how we have not talked about this gun, but they came out um, last year with Keltec had the P50. So what is a P50? It is the poor man's FN P90, uh, which fires the 5.7 by 28. That's that 22 caliber, but it's like a little rifle, bottleneck rifle cartridge, an old 22 for a pistol. And they came out with the P50, which uses the 50-round magazines from the FN, which are amazingly inexpensive. The plastic magazine, uh, it operates in the same system. Uh, and they came out with this gun uh, last year as a pistol. So now they have upgraded this where you can buy this directly from Celtech. not going to be dealer distributed. You can buy a kit for $300, which will turn that pistol into a carbine. And the kit comes with a stock uh, with a, a folding stock that actually attaches at the bottom of the grip. 
spring loaded, you pull it down, switch it out to the side, and it also comes with a 16 inch barrel. And they said all of this is easily owner installed. You don't need a gunsmith. They said it's very easy to put the 16 inch barrel on and put this stock in. And now your P50 is a legal carbine with that 16 inch barrel. And a caveat is guys, if you happen to do this, you cannot leave your little pistol barrel on there because once you put this stock on, it becomes an SBR, short-barreled rifle, with a, uh, which requires the background check and the $200 tax stamp. So uh, don't, uncertain people do it at home, put the stock on and go, oh, how cool this is. But uh, remember, if you're taking it out where people can see it, you got to put that 16-inch barrel on there. But it is so cool. And when you look at it, how it's fired, and it, 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 it really is amazing. So you can have, make it into a carbine and, uh, for 300 bucks directly from Caltech. And uh, it actually looks exciting. And when it's folded, you can still fire it, fold it. It folds up neatly. Matter of fact, the pistol already had the indentation for the stock to fold against it. And people thought it was a handhold, but really the curve in the, uh, in the stock of the pistol uh, actually was for the, uh, for the future folding stock. Wow. So, really, so JC, really- let's... Let's jump to a quick break and we get back. You still haven't talked about my favorite thing that came out of SHOT Show, and uh, I want to make sure you have time for for that. We're all talking broadcasting live from the studios of LEPD Farms Range. We'll be back right after the break. Oh, you're going to take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Paul, was that your choice? You are stepping no, up your no, game. No, 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 no. That's Emily's choice. <laughs> and, you know, she throws me under the bus all the time because she plays these songs. I don't know who they are. I don't know the title. And and the only thing that's associated with me is that it's supposed to be my song. Right. And right. I have no idea. It was a good song. Good yeah, song. It was, yeah, it was a good song. Yeah. You know, but every time I give her couple ideas she says she can't find them yeah I've, oh, I've seen that she's well, an excuse with you too nothing from the they, al jolson collection she, in the studio. <laughs> she, she's That's very where I was going. she's very selective in what she mm-hmm. plays for me i know it i know it welcome back to on target i'm your host eric joined today with the studios here at lepd firearms and range stop by and see us we still have 10 percent off on the the used guns right now we actually you know what i need to talk about this too we actually have a great class coming up i think on february 6th um from lewis all shield uh no i don't think so oh i thought it was well, yep uh go out to our facebook page you can see uh see that it's, it's going to be a class on deadly force decision making one that you won't want to miss it's right here one that the police uh, are up against almost every night Correct. Exactly. Um, who else do I have here? I have Chuck Douglas here, who is going to stand right here next week. Are nah, you ready for that, Chuck? There's going to be a stool. I'll be sitting. I okay. Well, that's fine, I don't too. stand for anything but the pledge and the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I just want to give you uh, – Chuck, I don't know if I told you this or not, but next week you guys have a good guest coming on. Yes, we do. It's a local rabbi, and you might think, okay, what does that have to do with firearms? Believe me, it has uh, it has a lot to do with firearms, and uh, it will be a fascinating uh, interview. And I'll be listening from afar, so afar. Uh, yeah, so, so don't don't screw that up, Chuck. Afar, it's so, a little town on the other side of Obex. Was, was that from afar or from a bar? I couldn't hear that. Well, I, that, that I kind of slur- it'll probably be one of those two. JC, I kind of slurred it. 
So, JC, okay, let's get to, right, because I want to make sure we have enough time. There was something that came out at SHOT Show that you just showed me this morning, and you can go out there and look on the video. It is, if there's anything right up my alley, this was it. <laughs> I don't know. T tell the fine well, folks out there and the my comrades here, comrades here, a new one, uh, around the table, well, uh, what came out at SHOT Show? That's one of the reasons I was up till four. I told you what I just found it this morning. I said, oh, Eric, it's going to have one of these. I guarantee it. Okay. This sounds just really weird because it, it was on the NRA. Uh, they said one of their picks was, and it just said, an AR that fits in a purse. And I'm going, okay, an AR fits in a purse. How big is this purse? Uh, you know, but. Um, well, but if it's like my wife's, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> There's a company called Fold AR, just one word, F O L D A R. And it's a legitimate company that seems to make some uh, um, uh, really neat stuff for military. But it has a folding AR that collapses like a tri-fold wallet. The buttstock folds on one side and the barrel folds on the other side. And it's a full AR that's got a, you know, the full lower. It's just the way they have designed this. It folds up. And I'll tell you, when you look at it, uh, and you can look online, just look up at Fold AR, and they make other folding ARs with the stock folds, but this is one that the barrel folds in addition. And when you put, like, uh, an 11-inch barrel on there or 9.5, however short, you know, making an SBR, because they, they, they designed it in mind for survival for the military, uh, for paratroopers or uh, pilots, and, uh, and uh, also for special operators, things like that. It unfolds in five seconds, and it is a, again, a full AR. It looks amazing. And so people are going, wait a minute, you got a barrel that folds and uh, a stock that folds, and how does this all work out? This can't be right. So the immediate questions were, well, how much gas leakage is there? And they said it's totally negligible. On repeated folds, they said, well, how does it affect the accuracy? And they said about one-sixteenth of an inch at 100 yards. <laughs> So uh, I would say that that's uh, pretty negligible also. But it is absolutely amazing. And you grab the stock. There's a lever on the side uh, that would release the barrel and that also locks it into place. And um, I'm telling you, this is, uh, this is cool. And I said, this is right up Eric's alley. So it I might is. take a look at one in 10 years, but I would not. I would, no, it's well, just and too, I told, too much fanciness, man. Just give me a good gun. Well, and, and Chuck, you're right. I mean, I told John, as much as I, I like that, I'm kind of enamored by it, I wouldn't rely on it. It wouldn't be something that I would be willing to, to throw in my car yeah. to, to save would, my life. You wouldn't throw it in your car. You throw it in your man purse. Ooh, that's true. It's my bro bag. It's going to be a big purse. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, JC, we're down to about one minute left. What are the couple of other highlights? And we're going to talk optics next week a little bit. So um, there were some fascinating optics that came out of it as well. But a couple other uh, quick hits there right. on what so came we out. Got, we got a couple things here. And the fun side, and uh, we're talking revolvers here, so for Papa, but um, Diamondback, company Diamondback, introduced called the Sidekick. And it's kind of a new take on the old-fashioned cowboy-style uh, revolver. Uh this one looks like the Cowboy-style revolver, except that it's a nine-shot, 22 revolver that comes with both a 22 long rifle and a 22 magnum cylinder. And it also 
has a swing-out cylinder on the left side, just like a standard modern revolver, and it's also double action, single action or double action, uh, and it looks really fun. Everyone who fired it just uh, on, on the show just said, this is just a hoot. And Ruger released the Wrangler six-shot revolver with the bird's head grip and a three-and-three-quarter-inch barrel. So if you like revolvers, I mean, that's a perfect little kit gun. I, I love that Ruger, but I'll be I'll, honestly with the two cylinders and the nine shots in each one of those, I, I'd be very tempted to try the Diamondback. Uh, just yeah. a couple other real quick ones. Uh, the Saba, which is a Serbian company, releasing a 308 AK-47 called the wow. M77 or M77. So that will be interesting. Wow. Well, next week, we'll talk a little bit more about the optics. Next week, you have the crew with Chuck Douglas at the Realm. You're not going to want to miss the interview uh, with the local rabbi. Um, have a great week. Stop by and see us. Tons of estate guns hey, uh, here. Uh, shout out to my brother in Florida who listens faithfully every Saturday. Mike, I hope everything's well. My brother Dean, he's also in Solon listening. Hey, you got plenty of time here. <laughs> All right, guys. Statement. You guys have a great week. And let's be careful out there. <laughs>